Welcome to Grassroot Diplomat Talks, the bi-monthly podcast series produced by Grassroot Diplomat, discussing innovative practices of diplomacy for a modern world. I'm Jeanette Beans, the Director of Public Relations, and I will be your host. People aren't always keen to discuss diplomacy, but I've noticed many always seem ready to talk about food, and what they may not realize is the two often go hand in hand. In this episode of Grassroot Diplomat Talks, we'll discuss how food trucks, culinary contests, and protest-themed dinners are all part of one of diplomacy's oldest tools, food. A subset of cultural and public diplomacy, culinary diplomacy is explained by Paul Rockower, one of the leading people on the term, as the easiest way to win hearts and minds is through the stomach. More specifically, Sam Chapel Sokol, another pioneer of the study, describes culinary diplomacy as the use of food and cuisine as an instrument to create cross-cultural understanding in the hopes of improving interactions and cooperation. Now, when I first heard of the term, I'll be honest, it struck me as a bit of a no-brainer. As a frequent traveler, I can think of many instances where food has been the crossroads to better understanding of and connection to other peoples and cultures. But the more in-depthly I thought about those moments, the more I realized how significant and symbolic the power of food really was. While eating dinner in the Wadi Rum Desert in Jordan is already an incredible experience that brought me to a new place and allowed me to meet and connect with new people, it also enveloped me in Bedouin culture with a thousand-year-old tradition that truly showcased a way of life and a way of thinking. In a steamy school kitchen in northern China, as I made an American classic, boxed mac and cheese, My wordless interactions with the head chef, who wanted to know if I wanted to add extra spices or any freshly chopped vegetables, wasn't just a sketch of bad miming. It was a question of cultures combining in a boiling pot of pasta and the respect to preserve culture in some instances. When I consider the implications of these small individual moments in my life alone, I'm awed by the possibility of large-scale measures. And there have been plenty from governments and organizations across the globe These models are great inspiration for how governments, diplomats, embassies, and civil society can harness all of the power of food. For one, culinary diplomacy is a wonderful tool for showcasing a pride of heritage, tradition, and culture, something that was utilized by the Global Thai Program, which was established to increase the number of Thai restaurants worldwide in a first-of-its-kind government initiative. South Korea has similar aims with its Global Hansik Program, which has not only worked to increase the number of South Korean restaurants globally, but has also opened a kimchi institute, established South Korean cuisine as a course in international cooking schools, and launched a touring Korean food truck. This is not just an increased presence and indirectly increased awareness of these cultures, but an increase in opportunity for cultural exchange. These initiatives exemplify being proud of your culture and in what you can deliver and inviting people in to be a part of it. For example, as part of South Korea's Culinary Diplomacy Initiative, the Korean Cultural Center in Doki, Egypt, hosts an annual culinary contest, which calls on Egyptians to try and master South Korean recipes and to be judged by a panel of both Egyptian and Korean chefs. With Japanese and Chinese food being the most well-known East Asian food in the country, this contest not only brings awareness to Korean cuisine and culture, but further promotes the unity of and cultural exchange between Egypt and South Korea. And these contests don't need to be solely bilateral. In fact, 
larger contests or showcases of culinary diplomacy highlight the growing multiculturalism of today's society in an open, accepting, and downright tasty way. Take the Embassy Chef Challenge. This annual competition held in Washington, D.C., invites private chefs from embassies to prepare their favorite dishes in hopes of tasting victory. A panel of culinary experts judge dishes on taste, presentation, and how well it represents their country. Not only can visitors to this event sample these authentic cuisines from across the world, also experience global music and performances. Events such as these not only create a space for participants to connect and bond over the easiest of icebreakers, delicious food, but they are also imperative in showcasing the wonder of many cultures, as well as paving a path for people to try something new. Culinary diplomacy can be used by diplomats, embassies, organizations, individuals to showcase culture in an accepting, open, inviting, and let's be honest, delicious way. Culinary diplomacy isn't just a tool for showing acceptance, though. It's often used as a means for taking a stand or supporting a cause, often for the benefit of civil society. In Rio de Janeiro, Junta Local is spicing up the culinary diplomacy scene. A group of local Brazilian producers whose mission emphasizes the importance of policies that incentivize small producers, organic food, and good health, their first event of 2017 was much more cross-cultural in flavor. Their artisanal culinary fair had producers and chefs partner with local refugees and immigrant groups to promote cultural inclusivity and exchange. This event ensured that food crossed borders, walls, prejudices, making a space for everyone to participate, regardless of legal status, home country, or ethnicity. In Detroit, USA, Piecemeal Kitchen also uses food to positively impact its community with cultural inclusivity, even though it began as a means of protesting against President Donald Trump. Dinners hosted by Piecemeal Kitchen serve traditional regional food from countries being misrepresented by the media or the president, alongside discussion about said regions in an effort to counter the presented stereotypes with facts and understanding. The education component of the dinners has taken center stage as the meals put on by this nonprofit aim to humanize other cultures and also alert people to the rich diversity in their own city. Much like the work of Junta Local in Brazil, the efforts of Piecemeal Kitchen are to include, to educate, and to connect through the power of food. Culinary diplomacy is used as a tool by these organizations to celebrate diversity, but also to tackle real cultural issues at the grassroots level, letting food be the means for inclusion and education when countering stereotypes. In Los Angeles, New Ground, a Muslim-Jewish partnership for change, uses culinary diplomacy and interfaith dialogue to tackle the hate lobbied at both the Jewish and Muslim communities. Bringing the two communities together for an iftar dinner during Ramadan, the meal featured halal and kosher food and was an opportunity to make friendships, connections, and harmony. This event, a clear example of culinary diplomacy, was an opportunity for two minority groups to collaborate and combine efforts for cooperative actions against stereotypes and hate rather than tackling the issues on their own. Culinary diplomacy isn't just connecting people and cultures, but can be utilized to promote understanding, tolerance, and alliances. When discussing culinary diplomacy, it really isn't about the food. I could have spent the past 10 minutes telling you about bulgogi or pajeon, two popular Korean dishes which I may be mispronouncing, as a warning, or the Filipino-style paella that won people over in the 2016 Embassy Chef Challenge or about the rich flavors used in cuisines from Brazil, Iraq, or Palestine. 
But that's not the point. The power of food is not merely its deliciousness, but its power to bring people to the table. It's hard to fall back on prejudice and ignorant hate when you've shared a meal with someone of another country, culture, or viewpoint. Sometimes the hardest step is actually making the effort to come together as humans, willing to listen or learn. But utilizing tactics of culinary diplomacy, be it a food contest, culinary showcase, or a simple meal, can crack the surface for deeper understanding, connection, and the promotion of tolerance, acceptance, and cooperation. Diplomats and embassies, especially, are well poised to foster these initiatives. They can use the power of food to forge bonds, not only between themselves and civil society, but within different factions of civil society. And why should this be done? Because in addition to the many ways in which culinary diplomacy can be engineered to achieve numerous aims, such as the ones we discussed, it narrows down to the belief that diplomacy is about more than national interest. It's about the people's interests. And in many cases, that means coming together to communicate with all people. And that's almost always easier with some delicious food. You have been listening to Grassroot Diplomats Talk. Join us again next month to discuss the practices of diplomacy, and I hope you will consider joining our organization. For further information, please visit www.grassrootdiplomat.org. I'm Jeanette Means, and we look forward to hearing from you.